KSIV now presents Encounter, a public service program of Bot Radio Network, dedicated to keeping you informed about the issues that affect your life. Now, here's today's Encounter broadcast. How is our nation getting so far from its constitutional roots? You know, our forefathers worked hard to make the Constitution a thing to last forever. My guest today and I are going to talk about three pertinent issues. One is the possibility of a mandatory vaccine, packing the Supreme Court, and election reform. Welcome Anne Schlafly-Corey. She's the chairman of Eagle Forum that's been around since 1972, leading the pro-family movement. I'm Judy Redlick. This is Encounter. Welcome, Anne. Judy, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Some of the issues that people aren't hearing a lot about in a way they should hear are behind the scenes happening. And let's talk about a few of those. Maybe let's start with the Supreme Court issue. Well, we have a wonderful constitution. I just wish our leaders would read it more often so that they would understand the importance and the values and the framework that the constitution gives to our country and what makes it successful. And of course, fundamentally, it's the separation of powers. It's that the power is not centralized. Power is not in the control of one person or one branch of government, but diffused among the three branches so that they can have checks and balances and balance each other. We have a Democratic Congress and a Democratic president who object that the Supreme Court is not Democrat. And that's Democrat, not Democratic. So that they want to pack the Supreme Court, add a few more seats on it where they would name the justices so that these justices wouldn't push back and actually follow the rule of law, but instead implement the rules they want to make. That's not the American way. Defying the constitutional law, rights, and regulations. That's right, because ultimately the point of the Supreme Court is to be a check on the out-of-control government and say, whoa, you are infringing on the liberties in violation of the Constitution. And we see that again and again, where luckily the Supreme Court has said these laws are unconstitutional because of the rights of individual Americans. And that's what we want. Now, that's not to say every ruling of the Supreme Court is a good ruling. But I was very much heartened in the last couple of weeks that the Supreme Court recognized that the legislature cannot make laws that discriminate on the rights of churches to have services. They cannot treat a church differently from how they treat a casino. They can't say it's okay for the casino to be open during a pandemic, but the church to be shut. This is why it's important that we have a Supreme Court that is not political, a Supreme Court that understands the rule of law, understands what it means to uphold the Constitution, and is willing to do bold rulings even when they are unpopular in the current government. Because of the truth and the stability of the Constitution rather than the relativism of our times today. Election reform, how have we gotten to this point where elections seem So bogus, so unfair, so unclean. 
Well, I think there was a lot of confusion about the election last year, and there was confusion because of the shutdown and the pandemic, or the pandemic was used as an excuse to throw out the election laws that many states had had for years. Many states had very clear rules on how to vote and how to conduct an election. Many of those rules were discarded last year so that people could vote early, vote, maybe even vote often, but they didn't have to vote on election day. And I think that caused a great deal of confusion. But despite all that, the Democrats didn't win quite as much as they wanted to win. They only have four seats majority in the House of Representatives. If you are interested in absolute power, that's too narrow. You want a bigger majority. So Speaker Pelosi has devised a bill called H.R. 1 in order to enforce a new election rules with the goal of solidifying a Democrat majority forever. Now, one of our biggest problems with this bill is how it really hurts those of us who participate in the election area, who participate in the political, because it suppresses our speech. It makes it more difficult for citizens to engage in the political world. And that's the last thing we want. We want people to feel that they can participate in politics. Politics works when it isn't just for politicians, but it's for everyone. And Schlafly Corey is my guest talking about some very, very crucial issues. Election fraud? The whole changing of how we vote, when we vote, the protection we have against fraud. I think it's important, Judy, to recognize that you may vote legally and you think your vote is secure. But if someone votes illegally, that negates your vote. Your vote is only as good as everybody else's vote is legal. It's so disheartening to know that we do everything we can to do the right thing at the polls. And what you just said, our vote just might be mitigated because of how someone else voted illegally. How can that be stopped? I think there's a lot that Americans can do. What happened last year is truly shocking for those of us who care about our country because this climate of fear shut everybody down, kept people in their houses, and kept them from communing and talking and having fellowship with their friends and neighbors. That suppression of real life and forcing them to have only a computer life and thus force-feeding them the information that the powers that be wanted to give them, that created a terrible climate of what happened last year. And I think Americans should rise up and say, no, we will not be prisoners in our own home because that is not good for us individually and it's not good for us as a society. I think one of the worst things that happened last year was that many churches willingly went along 
with this shutdown, willingly close their doors. I applaud all of the churches that stayed open throughout the last year because what we needed more than anything was to have faith and to have church and to have leadership from the pulpit in how we get through the crisis of last year. Because I believe the crisis of last year was not a virus. The crisis of last year was the fear that overtook people. And I applaud those who, I know some who went and formed their own church when their original church closed down and wouldn't even open its doors for Easter. I mean, think of it. The early church, they celebrated Easter in caves, and we thought a virus should keep us from going into church last year. No, that is not the way to deal with having a medical condition. We need to be together. We need to have faith in God and not give in to a climate of fear, which is so destructive to our country and to us individually. And I believe the pandemic might have been an excuse for all of these radical changes to finally start to take place. I think it was an excuse, and it was exploited. Uh, As I like to say, viruses will come and go, but the government will never forget how easy it was to close your businesses, close your schools, close your churches, and even close the baseball season. I mean, we as human beings are not meant to go hide away and let somebody else run the world. It is up to us to be out because that is the only way that we can protect our individual rights and liberties is if we exercise them. And we can't exercise them in a prison. We need to exercise them by getting out, by speaking, by going to church, by assembling, by petitioning our government, and by publishing. And that is what we need to do. Go exploit and exercise the First Amendment, and then watch those who seek tyranny crawl away. And how do you begin that process? You begin this process in a local level because all politics is local. First, start by getting a group of friends together and discussing the issues. Then your next step is to be active in your local political process, which means get to know who your precinct committee man is, work every election, vote in every election, get educated on the issues so that you're informed, and make sure that your leaders know who you are and know the issues that you care about. And about the vaccine. Your thoughts? Well, I do not believe that it is right or just for someone to put something in your body that you don't agree with. There should be no mandatory vaccines. The vaccines that we have today are experimental, and I use that word because that's what the Food and Drug Administration calls it. It is an experimental drug. If you choose to experiment, that is your choice. But do not force an experiment on anyone else because that goes against any kind of ethical treatment of human beings. Anne Schlafly-Corey has been my guest. This has been an encounter. She's the chairman of Eagle Forum. 
Eagle Farm's been around since 1972, leading the pro-family movement. They offer tools that you can get to learn how to contact your legislators, how to become an informed citizen. And you can go to eagleforum.org, or you can get on their weekly mailing list at eagle at eagleforum.org. That's eagle at eagleforum.org. Hope this show has meant something to you today. By the way, while you're at their website, look for their book, Sex, Lies, and Children. You won't believe what's in there that's really happening concerning sex changes today. And thanks so much for joining me on Encounter. My pleasure, Judy. And thank you all for tuning in. Hey, we will be right back after this break with another segment of Encounter. If you've listened to me at any time at all, or you've been friends with me, you know that I love to help people tell their story. Another thing I enjoy doing is helping people find their highest potential. If you're in a life's rut and you just can't figure out how to get past your stuck place, a life coach like me could help. Let me walk with you through your journey of transition. I'm a Christian life coach, and to find out more about my coaching, go to my coaching page at judyredlick.com or email me at jredlickspeaks at gmail.com. In our last segment, Anne Schlafly Corey encouraged, if you're not involved in local government, to start there. My guest now is Kate Stratton, who is a citizen who got involved in local government. She sees the joys and the challenges of being involved, but she's seen how God has used her. Kate, welcome. Hi. Kate uh, lives in St. Louis County. And what are you doing now in the political scene in St. Louis County? Currently, I am working to inform people about St. Louis County the county council specifically, and what they are doing, what kind of laws that are being passed and what is not being done in St. Louis County. It all started last January when a few friends of mine, we got together and we saw that the St. Louis County Council was going to get rid of some of our vagrancy laws, which by doing that would promote tent cities like we have seen being popped up all over the country. So we were very concerned about that. So we started attending the meetings. So we started going to the meetings and it kept getting pushed off and pushed off. So we were making headway and we felt like, oh, good, we are making a difference by getting up and speaking at the county meetings. But then when the um, pandemic happened, they closed everything down and no one could attend any meetings. So then they started carrying them online. So every week we would look at the agendas and their website has progressed over the year. I must say that you can find more and more in St. Louis County by going to stlouiscountymo.gov and it lists like all the agendas for the meetings and what they're going to talk about and vote on. So it does give you a good idea of the power that they actually have. And through this year, we found out that St. Louis County, the council has a lot of power. We didn't realize how much specifically the county, the county executive. 
And due to the lockdowns and just hearing the complaints and just people, two of my friends, we kind of put together an email for our friends. So we'll research every week and then we'll send it out to our friends and just say, hey, this is what's going on. And people were starting to call in. And then we saw groups popping up all over the place because people were just so upset about what was happening in the St. Louis County. So it's grown to people have actually been making contact with each other just by doing this. And um, we're fighting what they're doing, some of these laws and just the craziness that's going on. Instead of focusing on getting businesses open, they're still worrying about gender-neutral bathrooms and and declawing cats, which they have no expertise in. And it's just some of the things they've been voting on are just ridiculous. And um, Why do you think it has come to this? Um, I honestly think it's because a lot of people, they're busy with their lives, working hard, and you're trying to make a living and provide for your family. So you just think when you elect somebody, they're going to have your best interest in mind. Well, we've seen over the last few, well, especially the last year, but even before that, things were happening. And it's just because people didn't know how much was happening around them in a local level. You know, we're always looking at what the president's doing and even Jeff City, what's going on there. But on the local level and school boards and just the county council and how much power, our eyes have been open to the reality of that. And that's probably translating to including uh, county councils, Everywhere and probably city boards of aldermen. Yes, it is. And um, since I live in the county, I've focused more on the county. But I do know that in the city, too, they have their own issues. And, you know, so it's just been important to my friends that we want to make a difference. We want to see change. And the only way to do that is by taking action. And it isn't like I have a lot of extra time. I work. I have kids in school. You know, and I'm busy, but this is important. And now that there's ways to get involved, you know, I mean, I go down to Jeff City once in a while. I just don't have time really to do that either. But once in a while, if there's an important bill or something like that, I will go down there and knock doors with my friends. What you're saying is you are not an elected official. You are a regular citizen, just like I am. And you and your two friends sit in on the county council meetings and hear what's happening and what can you do as a result of being there at those meetings? We're waiting for the meetings actually to open up again. St. Louis County, unlike St. Charles and Jefferson County, our meetings are still closed to the public and they've made it really difficult to even write in. Like for months, you were able to write a letter So we would give the points and then everybody would write in. And then these other groups that were popping up, they would have people one week. I think they had a little over 350 letters. It took them almost a week to read the letters because people were upset about kids not being able to play sports. You know, schools, just lockdowns and restaurants being closed. All as a result of the fear people had in COVID. Yes. Yes. And because the county council gave all the power to one man. Well, actually, the health department director and um, Sam Page, who is the county executive, they basically had the power to shut everything down. So they read over 350 letters per week, some of these weeks, because citizens got involved. Yes. Now, um, how has this changed since you were involved in other politics 
You told me that you started in high schools to get an interest in politics. How has it changed over the years in your involvement and the effectiveness you think that your involvement has had? Before I would help like candidates that were running for office, I would just work on their campaigns and help them to get elected. Um, most recently, one of my friends ran for school board. So I gave her as much help as I could. You know, she had a great volunteer base that lived in that district, which I was not in that district, but I still helped and worked the polls and went door knocking and stuff like that. Um, it's just the dirtiness that's in the politics. I mean, it's always been kind of corrupt, but even on the local levels, I mean, the money that you need to actually run, even for a school board position, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of money now that's needed just to run for a small position. So what we're also finding out is people besides calling in, um, one of the ways that you can get involved is also looking at your committees and your district that you live in. And like there's committee chairs that actually make a lot of policy decision or not policy decision, but they help to decide what's important for citizens, you know, so like the Republicans, the Democrats, they all have their committee chairs and stuff like that. So getting to know those people and maybe getting on one of those committees, that would be a really good idea to help form discussions. And through that, you could actually work your way up if you want to run for an office. You know, some people, they don't even have to do that. They just, you know, they have enough information and stuff that they could run for an office and stuff just by not joining a committee, but that's one way, just learning how government works. And so committees are very important. Um, School boards, very important. What's happening in our schools right now, it's unbelievable. You know, instead of focusing on reading, writing, arithmetic, science, the basics, now we got to have all these outside cultural influences that really should belong to the church, not to the schools invoking You know, it's unbelievable what's going on. And so I feel like being on a school board would be a really good idea, too. You know, and I think the more people start running and the more that people get involved, it's shaking up because even the school district um, that my friend ran for, they were pretty shaken up because there were a couple conservatives running and it shook them a little. It seems like there are fewer people running for political office on a local level in the past few elections. So what tips do you give to those citizens you might be talking to that are kind of burnt out on politics and would rather just leave it alone rather than get involved in it and see a change? Will change really happen if they get involved? I believe that change will happen. I mean, I've been burnt out over the years. I mean, when you're working really hard on a campaign and your person doesn't win, I mean, you're burnt out and you'll take some time off. But then the bigger picture, we can't give up the fight because the other side never stops fighting. And so we have to keep fighting as a conservative. We need to fight, too, for the values that we believe in and for the principles and just for good government and have accountability which is so lacking in so many ways. And so I feel like if people begin to see and that it's not as hard as you think, just get in some other group, you know, Concerned Women of America. That's another great organization that can give you ideas of what's going in Missouri. You know, there's a great organization there that if you want to get involved in, then you... Concerned Women of Missouri. And what's that website? 
Um, if you just Google Concerned Women of America, Missouri, it will pull up. And Concerned Women of Missouri, Google it. And it'll pull up so you can find out more information about that. What other organizations? Well, if you want to find out what's going on locally, you can just go to stlouiscountymo.gov. And in that, that would be everything that's happening on the county council. You can find out who is your county councilman or woman by just putting in your address and it will pull up who you're. And that's the other thing. If you have an issue or something, you can also... Um, call your councilman. Their numbers are listed there and you could say, hey, I don't want you voting this way. You know, make your voice heard even that way. Most of them will reply. I mean, my county councilman, he's great at returning calls and stuff like that. So, And in the city as well and in St. Charles County yes. and Jefferson County and all the counties from where you listen, you can look up with your address and zip code, who your congressmen are and who your senators are and who your local council people are. One quick story of success because you got involved. One story that I can think of recently that has happened, St. Louis County was shut down. All the sports were shut down in St. Louis County and parents were very upset about that. So groups of people got together and started writing the council week after week, They were doing postings all over Facebook, and thousands of people actually got involved with that, and I believe it made a difference because the pressure was so great that um, the county executive, Sam Page, had to open up sports, and I believe that was because people got involved. And if more people – if there's an issue that we believe in, if people would react the way that happened, I believe that we can keep making differences like that. Get involved. Let your voice be heard. Kate Stratton has been my guest, a citizen who has become involved. Her voice is making a difference. So can yours. Thanks for joining me, Kate. And thank you all for tuning in to Encounter. I'm Judy Redlick. If you miss this show, it's on our Bot Radio Network St. Louis Facebook page. See you next time. Encounter is you and the issues, where the facts and opinions make you an informed citizen of St. Louis. Thank you for your participation. Let a friend know about this talk and issues feature of Bot Radio Network and KSIV. Then join us next time for Encounter. Encounter.